Welcome to Signaling God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. We want to rate this M for mature. We are told and commanded by the Lord Jesus Christ to speak all the words of God, not partial, but all. And he requires that. Be not many masters, striving for the mastery. Let's be temperate in all things. And those that do will receive their greater condemnation. In other words, when you're a preacher, you're called to be an apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher to the body of Christ for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. He requires more of us as ministers of the gospel. And those that do not speak all the truth, then the Lord will say, I'm against you pastors that have shared my sheep and not fed, fed the flock. We see in Hebrews 12, the voice of the Lord. We must receive the preceding word of God. That is the present truth of the word. And he says that he is speaking there from heaven, the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ. If any man will hear my voice, that voice of the Lord in present truth, not walking according to the prophets of the grove, where God used to move. Well, we've been in Pentecost for over two days, over 2,000 years. We're entered into a new season in uh, Transamerica, Kenya, Africa. I was literally visited of the Lord on the 19th of January, 2019, after preaching the Messiah Tribal Church in Africa, seal my people by my word. Even as I send my angel ascending from the east, Having the seal of the living God, so send I you. Now, God does not speak one thing to one and another thing to another. There is the union, the unity of the faith. It's a union in the body of Christ speaking the same things. When we have this word of God in Hebrews 12, and he says, See that you refuse not him there speaketh to us in this present truth. Let's see. In Hebrews 12 and verse 25. See that ye refuse not him that speaketh. For if they escape not and refuse them that spake on earth, much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaketh from heaven, whose voice then shook the earth. Yet now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more, if God's promised it, he will do it. I'll shake not only the earth, but also heaven. Why? And this word, yet once more, signifies the removing of those things that are shaken, as of those things that are made. Every man-made doctrine. All the gods of this world will be famished and destroyed. Every false doctrine will be cast down and burned up by the consuming fire. And somebody said, well, what does that have to do with us as Christians? Well, that's the reason we're rating this video an M for mature. And you'll see why. He shakes not only the earth, but also heaven. They're removing those, those things that are man-made. That those things which cannot be shaken may remain. The remnant of the church. Keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus. That's the man-child in Revelation 12. 
That's what we see coming to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ in Revelation 19.10. John, who knew the Lord, if anyone knew the Lord Jesus Christ, it was John the Revelator. And he was about to worship this man. Said, see, thou doest it not. I'm of thy fellow brethren and of thy servants and of thy fellow brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. In other words, a church but in a higher glory. Not an angel. I'm of thy fellow servants and of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. That's the faith of Jesus. Worship God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Without that spirit of prophecy, there in the present truth, there's no way a believer can be established in the present truth and be sealed with the servants of God in their forehead with the sealing of God. It's impossible. We can't understand the words of the book of this prophecy without the spirit of prophecy. And we have to grow, not a newborn babe. They're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Paul tells us that in Hebrews 5. The newborn babes are unskillful in the word of righteousness. And righteousness must be obeyed. Romans 6. Whosoever you yield your members of servants to obey him, the servants to whom you obey, whether of sin unto death or of obedience unto righteousness, which yields the peaceable fruits of holiness, through these exceedingly great and precious promises given to us, whereby we are made partaker of his divine nature and escape the corruption of the world through lust. Now there we're going to see in Hebrews 12 this work, this strange work. God bringing to pass his act, his strange act, as we see in Isaiah 28. We're going to see our God is a consuming fire. Seeing then that we have a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear, for our God is a consuming fire. Now, what is this consuming fire? Is it just upon the head of the wicked? Is it not against all flesh? And if it is against all flesh, then we are not to desire the woeful day, as Amos tells us that. Do not desire the woeful day, the day of the Lord, as a day of darkness, a day of gloominess, a day of destruction from the Almighty God. Well, that consuming fire we find in Revelation 14 that many say that we're pre-tribulation raptured out of this before the Great Tribulation, not realizing the Great Tribulation is the wrath of Satan, not the wrath of God. We see that in Revelation 12. Michael uh, fought against the devil, the old serpent, the scorpion, and the devil was cast out of heaven and coming down to the earth, saying, Woe, 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 be unto the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other three angels yet to sound, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath. It's not the wrath of God. It's the wrath of Satan. Now, during that time of great tribulation, we see in Revelation 14, we saw under the fifth seal, souls of them that slave for the word of God and the testimony in which they held. We find there that they said, O Lord, holy and true, how long will it be before thou avenge 
or blood upon them that dwell on the earth. They were still members in the body of Christ, still dwelling on the earth. White robes of righteousness were given to each one of them. And was said to them, John said, in my hearing, rest a little while until this, your brethren, your servants, that should be killed as you were, should be fulfilled, your brethren. Well, that's under the fifth, the fifth seal. Then there's still more to come. And those that sealed their testimony with their own blood. We'll see in Revelation 14, the man of sin, the son of perdition, casting truth to the ground. And we find that there was a voice from heaven. Look at verse 13 of Revelation 14. And I heard a voice from heaven. Are we hearing this voice from heaven? This voice not speaking from the earth, but from heaven. See, that refused not the voice that speaketh from heaven. I heard a voice from heaven saying unto me, John, Write, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. What is happening there is this time of trouble that the testimony of Jesus, the spirit of prophecy, that many are sealing their testimony with their own blood. And it's not the nation Israel. It's the servants of God. And we find in Hebrews 12, Paul stating the same thing. Wherefore, the body of Christ receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear. Why? For our God is a consuming fire. Now, as we take a look at Ezekiel 21, now this, again, is for the mature Christian. The babes and newborn babies cannot receive this word because they're unskillful in the word of righteousness. And grace reigns through righteousness. They have to be full grown, weaned from the milk in a full age, having their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. Now we see in Ezekiel 21, the word of the Lord came unto me saying, Son of man, set thy face toward Jerusalem, doth thy word toward the holy places and prophesy against the land of Israel. Somebody said, well, that's just Israel after the flesh. That's a nation Israel. But now we find that the Israel of God, the wild olive branches, grafted into the vine, and that is now he that is not a Jew, that is one outwardly in the circumcision of the flesh, Romans 2, 28 and 29, but he is a Jew that is one inwardly. Circumcision of the heart in the spirit, whose praise is not of man but of God the Israel of God. There is a nation, Israel, and there's a spiritual Israel, the church. It will be to both. All Israel will be saved. The nation of Israel will be the righteous nations during the millennial, and the church, the spiritual Israel, will be kings and priests unto the Lord our God 
reigning and ruling with the Lord during that time. He says this word of the Lord, and say to the land of Israel, that's both, not only to Israel after the flesh of the nation, but the church as well. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I am against thee, and will draw forth my sword out of his sheath, and will cut off from thee the righteous as well as the wicked. What? From the righteous will cut off the righteous as well as the wicked? Well, somebody said, well, it really doesn't matter. As long as you believe in Jesus, you're saved. Well, believe is pasteo. It's a Greek word. It means uh, that it's stative, not transitory. And that it is a state of being. And that is that faith to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ is to be obedient unto righteousness, unto holiness, coming to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ not staying as newborn babes or little children that know that he is the Lord Jehovah God Almighty, the Father, the Son of God as the Father revealed, have to go higher than that, which is young men. I write to you young men because the word of God is strong in you. You've overcome the wicked one. That's Revelation the second and the third chapter. Then we go to fathers. Those are the ones full grown. I write to you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. I have written unto you fathers because you've known him that's from the beginning. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. Those fathers are the only ones that are sealed, which are the four zoe, are the living creatures before the throne of God, lion, calf, man, and eagle, which are the four beasts before the throne of God. They're not angels. It's the church of the living God in the measure and the stature and the fullness of Jesus Christ. They've grown up in him in all things and all things of truth. There that they're not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. They're the ones that are sealed and will not be deceived in the last days. We find here in Ezekiel 21 that God says he's drawing his sword, the sword of judgment, out of its sheath. And it will be against all flesh, righteous and wicked. Let's keep going. Seeing then that I will cut off from thee the righteous and the wicked. Therefore shall my sword go forth out of his sheath against all flesh from the south to the north. Why? Why will God cut off all flesh, their righteous and the wicked? Verse 5, that all flesh may know that I, the Lord, have drawn forth my sword out of its sheath. It shall not return anymore. God will destroy all flesh, the righteous and the wicked. Our elements there of the heaven and the earth will melt with fervent heat. We find it will be rolled up as a scroll. But we also have the promise for the righteous. In 2 Corinthians 5, 1, that though our earthly tabernacle be dissolved, yet we have a heavenly we will be clothed upon. Now, he goes on and says, Sigh therefore, thy son of man, with a with a breaking of thy loins, and with bitterness, sigh before their eyes. An apocalyptic prophet Ezekiel. And it shall be, when they say unto thee, Wherefore sighest thou? Why are you so literally sighing and troubled here? 
that thou shalt answer for the tidings, because it cometh, and every heart shall melt, and all hands shall be feeble, and every spirit shall faint, and all knees shall be weak as water. Behold, it cometh, and shall be brought to pass, saith the Lord God. What is it? And the word of the Lord came to be saying, Are we hearing the voice from heaven? Son of man, prophesy and say, Thus saith the Lord, say, A sword, a sword is sharpened and also furbished, polished. It is sharpened to make a sore slaughter. It is furbished that it may glitter, that all may see it. Should we then make mirth? Shall we be happy and have parties? It contemneth the rod of my son as every tree. The rod of my son? The rod of the stem of Jesse? That is building that tabernacle, the house of David, according to the flesh? That's the church of the living God, my friend. We find in the book of Acts, when the question came, should the Gentiles be circumcised in order to be saved with a natural circumcision. And James there, the pastor at Jerusalem, heard Peter on this question. Must the Gentiles be, be circumcised of the flesh in order to be saved? Peter gave his, as well as Paul gave their judgments. James also. And the church agreed. They were all in one mind and one accord. And notice, they were first called Christians at Antioch after 28 years. The point being that James said in the book of Acts, the 15th chapter, notice what he says. And he said, verse 16, After this I will return and will build the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. And I will build again the ruins thereof, and I will set it up that the residue of men might seek after the Lord. Well, what's the tabernacle of David? Well, it's the church of the living God that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Now, that is how we know whether a person, a believer, is of God or not, because many false prophets are entered into the world. In 1 John 4, verse 1, it states that John, the revelator, in his epistle says that this is how you try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Because many false prophets entered to the world. Any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. Now the house of David, or the tabernacle of David, is according to the flesh. And that is the birth and the seeking in the body of Christ for the Lord and the growth of the kingdom of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory. So that tabernacle of David is the growth of the church. And the ones at Antioch there did not have to be Gentiles did not have to be circumcised in the flesh in order to be saved. So any spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. That is, that Jesus Christ, the Spirit of God, the Father of glory, the Holy Ghost, who is Jesus Christ, that Spirit of the Son of God that is coming to our hearts where Bible cry, Abba Father, is come in the flesh, is come, is still coming, a present Imperfect tense still coming in the flesh. Now that is the body of Christ. 
And he's saying here that in Ezekiel, that this sword is sharpened, sore for the slaughter. The Son of Man is called to sigh, and the sword and cry, a sword is sharpened, sore for the slaughter. It's sharpened to make a sore slaughter. It's furbished that it may glitter that all the world will see it. It contemneth the rod of my son. That is the church of the living God. Contemneth the rod of my son as every tree, all flesh is grass and all the trees are men. It is against every individual being on the face of this earth, whether be it righteous or wicked. Now, he hath given it to be furbished that it may be handled. This sword is sharpened and it is furbished, yet given to the hand of the slayer. Cry and howl, son of man, for it shall be upon my people. Now let's get a good hold of that. Shall be upon the people of God. It shall be upon all the princes of Israel. Tears by reason of the sword shall be upon my people. Smite therefore upon thy thigh, because it is a trial. It's a trial of our faith. And in Revelation 14, it states there, Blessed are they that die in the Lord from henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, their works do follow them. And the slain of the Lord will be many, and it's against the, the righteous and the wicked. Not just the wicked. That's what is so so devastating. And against the scriptures of God, when they say you have a pre-tribulation rapture because no one is prepared, therefore, the time of faith. What is the faith and patience of the saints? Knowing these things that are coming up on the world, he that seeks to save his life will lose it. Who will leave, lose his life for the gospel's sake, the same shall find it. It's just that simple. Well, there we are told that this sword of the Lord is against all flesh because it is a trial. It's a trial of our faith. God said he sent that northern army among us to know them and try our ways. And it says because it is a trial, and what if the sword contemn even the rod, the rod of my son? It shall be no more, saith the Lord. When we see it's against all flesh, this consuming fire. Notice there in Jeremiah speaks the same thing again. In Jeremiah, in chapter 25, he talks about the kings of the north, the nations of the north. For out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. The second vision of Jeremiah that he sees as a prophet to the nations is what do you see, Jeremiah? I see a seething pot, a boiling pot, and the face thereof is toward the north. Why? For out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land, the righteous and the wicked not just the wicked. That's where we have to 
as Job, state in our mind, yea, though God slay me, yet I'll trust in him, having no confidence in the flesh. And out of the north, a great evil is coming upon a whole world. A great evil is a great trouble, a great tribulation. We find that God has commanded to sift all the house of Israel among the nations, and not the least grain will fall to the ground. Amos 9, verse 9. Amos 9, verse 10. But I will destroy all the sinners of my people, God's people, by the sword, not the nation of Israel, but by the sword which say no evil, no trouble shall prevent nor overtake us. That's what Babylon says. Mr. Babylon, the great, the mother of harlots, and abominations of the world. Says, I said a queen, I am no widow, and I will see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no trouble, no sorrows to bring forth a man child. I'm already a queen. I'm not a widow. I'm already married to Jesus, and I have need of nothing else. Saying, as Laodicea, I'm increased with goods, and I'm clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. But God states, you're poor, wretched, naked, and destitute. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. What is this fire? We're going to be tried as by fire. Now, very few understand that. But it's plain in the word of God and in the revelation. God contend, literally contends with all flesh by fire. He is a consuming fire. The good news is that the righteous stand in that evil day. The wicked do not. We find here, then Jeremiah 25, here's the kings of the north, and out of the north a great evil shall befall all the inhabitants of the land. The kings of the north are plural because it's more than just one nation, and they're all against the nation of Israel, but as well as the church, not just the nation of Israel. They're against all that is called God or that is worship, so that he as God set the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. He's there to destroy everything that serves God, both Jew and the church as well. And all the kings of the north, I'm quoting from Jeremiah 25 and verse 26. Here's out of the north a great evil, a great tribulation, a great trouble. And all the kings of the north, far and near, literally one with another, and all the kingdoms of the world, which are upon the face of the earth, and the king of Shishak shall drink after them. Therefore, thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Drink you, and be drunken, and spew, and fall, and rise no more. Because of the sword, that's the sword of the Lord, which... He says, I will send among you. That's the sword of God, that consuming fire, the sword of judgment. And it shall be, if thou refuse to take the cup at thine hand to drink, then thou shalt say unto them, Thou, thus saith the Lord of hosts, you shall certainly drink. For lo, I begin to bring evil on the city which is called by my name. Judgment must first begin at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved. Then where shall the end of the sinner and the ungodly appear? Peter tells us in his epistle. 
We also see that in uh, the Torah, Deuteronomy 32. Is this not sealed up among God's treasures? For those that are going for the treasures of the Lord, for the Lord will judge his people and repent himself of the evil, the trouble, the tribulation. When he sees their powers gone, not Holy Ghost power, their power, and there's none shut up or left. Why? That all may know that God says, the Lord Jesus says, I am God. Beside me, there is no other God. I know not any. I kill, I make alive, I wound, I heal. Shall there be evil ascending? I, the Lord God, have not done it. This sword is glittering that all flesh may know that he is God, the Lord Jesus Christ only. No three persons in a Godhead. Jesus, the blessed and only potentate, who only hath immortality, dwelling in that light which no other man can see or approach unto. And he says, I will bring evil on the city called by my name. And should you utterly be unpunished? If there it begins at the house of God and the righteous scarcely be saved, then where shall the sinner and the ungodly appear? You think that just because God judges his people that the sinner is going to walk away unpunished? You shall not, you shall not be unpunished. For I will call a sword upon all the inhabitants of the earth, saith the Lord of hosts. You hear the voice from heaven? He's not calling uh, the voice of the Lord just up on the wicked. All the inhabitants of the earth. Let me read that again. You shall not be unpunished, for I will call for a sword upon all the inhabitants of the earth, saith the Lord of hosts. That's against the righteous and the wicked, against all flesh. That all may know that he is God. Therefore prophesy thou against them all these words and say unto them, The Lord shall roar from on high, utter his voice from the holy habitation. This is not on the earth on Sinai. This is the voice of God from heaven. From on high. He shall mightily roar upon his Habitation, he shall give a shout, and they that tread the grapes against all the inhabitants of the earth. Now, Christians uh, that are in the true faith and the true gospel of Jesus Christ must know this work of the ministry. It's a strange work. Bringing to pass his act is a strange act. It's against the righteous as well as the wicked. And none shall come to the ends of the earth for the Lord hath a controversy with the nations, all nations. He will plead with all flesh, every individual on the face of this earth. He will give them that are wicked to the sword, saith the Lord. Thank God, the righteous are saved. Thus saith the Lord, behold, evil shall go forth from nation to nation, and a great whirlwind shall be raised up from the coast of the earth. And the slain of the Lord in that day will be from one end of the earth unto the other end of the earth. Think about it. How many slain of the Lord will there be? From one end of the earth to the other? They shall not be lamented. No one will cry over them. No one will sorrow over them. Neither be gathered nor buried. They shall be dung upon the ground. How you shepherds and 
cry and wall yourselves in the ashes, you principal of the flock. We're talking about the church of leaders of the church, the shepherds of God. For the days of your daughter and of your dispersions are accomplished and you shall fall like a pleasant vessel. Well, we are to speak all the words, just as God said, thus saith the Lord, stand in the court of the Lord's house, speaking to all the cities of Judah, which come to worship in the Lord's house, all the words that I command thee to speak unto them, diminish not a word. Don't, don't literally take any word out or diminish a word from what God is saying. That's what he's saying to Ezekiel the, in this uh, uh, prophet of the apocalypse. We're seeing here that in the Isaiah, we're going to see again the same thing again with the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever we see this great work of God, take a look here in Isaiah 33. And we'll begin with the voice of the Lord again from heaven. He was dead, spoke once in the earth with Moses on Sinai. The trumpet of God, the, the, the voice of the Lord grew louder and louder. As the Lord descended upon Mount Sinai, Moses said, I see fear, I quake and shake. But here we have the last day work that God hath promised yet once more. He shakes not only the earth like he did in the days of Moses, but he will shake also the earth and heaven that all that can be shaken may be removed as the things that are made. So the things that cannot be shaken, the things of faith, the true faith can, that cannot be shaken may remain. Seeing then that we, the church of the living God, have a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God with reverence and godly fear. Why? Because we understand God is a consuming fire. Here we have, here ye that are far off, what I have done, and you that are near, acknowledge my might, say the Lord. The sinners in Zion are afraid. Fearfulness hath surprised the hypocrite. Well, what's the hypocrite? What they do not understand, the last day work of God. You'll see that in Isaiah 28. They believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. They think they're going to get out of here before they're tried, the trial of their faith. And... Well, that's the reason the Lord said, when the Son of Man cometh, shall he find faith on the earth? Well, what faith? Well, we find. Here is the faith and patience of the saints that he said that, right, blessed are they that die in the Lord. Yea, from henceforth, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors or works do follow them. And here's the faith and patience of the saints that he that leadeth the captivity shall go into captivity. He that killeth with a sword must die by the sword. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. Well, they don't know that because they don't know the work of God. That's a strange work. Bring to pass his act, a strange act. Judgment laid to the line, righteousness to the plummet. This has surprised the hypocrite. The one that went to church as an actor, but never got into the true depth of the word of God and the true gospel of Jesus Christ. The sinners in Zion aren't afraid. Why? Fearfulness has surprised the hypocrites. They're surprised because they didn't know it, never heard it. Who among us shall dwell with what? Dwell with the devouring fire. 
a devouring, consuming fire. Who will be able to, to dwell with it? Who among us shall dwell with everlasting burnings? He tells us, He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, and stoppeth his ears from the hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil, he shall dwell on high. His place of defense shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall he be given him. His waters shall be sure, the waters of truth. He shall dwell on high. When we see that all the hosts of heaven shall be dissolved, where do you see that? Come on down to Isaiah 34 and verse 4. Now you can get into this day's own end, hour upon hour, and never cover the whole truth of this. Isaiah 34, verse 4. And all the hosts of the heavens shall be dissolved, and the heavens shall be rolled together as a scroll, and all their hosts shall fall down as a leaf falleth off from the, the vine and shall the falling as a falling fig from the fig tree. We see that in the sixth seal. We see the, the fig tree shaking of a mighty wind. And what happens? The untimely figs, they're in there. They were born again, but it's shaken because they did not have enough oil of truth in their vessel. They're ten virgins. They're all virgins. They're all born again. But five are wise, five are foolish. And the five wise virgins, as soon as the bridegroom calleth, they go in with him immediately. They have enough oil in their lap. But the ones that do not have enough oil of truth have not pressed on to know the Lord. That he's going forth to prepare them as uh, the morning coming to us as a rain former and the latter rain. They, don't, they do not have enough oil in their lamp. And we find that they are not able to enter in. Now, exactly what is happening here. We find that when the tree sheds her leaves and all the trees of the field are bark, the branches over there are made white. And we find in Isaiah, only the holy seed will be the substance thereof. Why? Because their power is gone. Not Holy Ghost power, but everything that they have done in the flesh, they have suffered in the flesh. Why is that so important? Because in 1 Peter 4, verse 1, For as much then as Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, his sword is against all flesh. Why? To destroy the flesh and the fleshly desires, to mortify the deeds of the flesh, and God bringing his church unto perfection to the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ. For as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, we are to arm ourselves with the same mind. That's the mind of Christ, having the sealing of God in our foreheads. Revelation 7. For he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from 
sin. Well, what is this? For my sword shall be bathed in heaven. Behold, it shall come down upon Edomia and upon the people of my curse to judgment. The sword of the Lord is filled with blood, is made fat with the fatness, and with the blood of lambs and goats, with the fat of kidneys of rams. For the Lord hath a sacrifice in Bozrah and a great slaughter in the land of Adamia. Who is this coming from Bozrah, whose garments are dipped in blood? Who is he? Well, his garments. We find in Revelation 19, 13, and on his vesture dipped in blood. His name is uh, called in both the word of God. Everyone will know that Jesus Christ is the father of glory. He is the blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, Lord Jehovah, God Almighty. There's not another. That's what this whole work's about. Thank you about what Isaiah says here. And the Lord, verse 16, there stating, Seek ye out of the book of the Lord and read. Why? No one of these shall fail. None shall want her mate, for my mouth it hath commanded, and his spirit it hath gathered them. He has cast a lot for them. His hand hath divided them unto them by line. They shall possess it forever. From generation to generation shall they dwell therein. That's the work. That is a strange work. Bring the past his act is strange act. We go on and on. The Lord uh, with his hand of indignation, the fiery uh, consuming fire of God, the sword of judgment, as we see in, uh, in Amos 9 verse 10, God stated, we must know this word and hit the mark. I will destroy all the sinners of my people by this sword, this sword taken out of a sheath, glittering for the whole world to see against all flesh, righteous and wicked. And why? I'll destroy all the sinners of my people by my sword that say, no evil shall prevent nor overtake us. That's what Mr. Babylon said, the false church. She rides upon the scarlet colored beast, which is the kingdoms of this world. Well, what does she say? I said a queen, I am no widow. I'll see no sorrow, no birth pangs, no tribulation. Most of the church world states that today which is a lie. We will see that God will contend with all flesh for his sword will be glittering. The sword of judgment, the fire of God will be seen and the slain of the Lord will be many. But those that are righteous, the ones that will be able to dwell with this devouring fire forever are the righteous, the holy ones. That's the good news. The wicked will be totally devoured and ashes and under the righteous feet. The good news is the righteous will be saved out of it. That's the true word of God. And there's much, much more. We'll get into the depth of it as we get into the book of the Revelation for the Allah through the Tau, the A to the Z, Revelation 1 through Revelation 22, that in this work of God and the sealed judgments of God, the sealed trumpets and vials of the wrath of Almighty God, is simply for God to show forth his power in judgment to reveal who he is, the singular, only, almighty God who is one, the Holy One of Israel, not a Holy Trinity. That's what this whole work's about. 
that all may know me from the least to the greatest. The knowledge of the glory of the Lord will cover the earth and water cover the seas. Well, we need to work together there. If this has been a blessing to you, I know it's different. Some it's hard to receive because they've never heard anything like that. It surprised the hypocrite. But those that want to be ready, that know the word of God and are established and sealed with the apocalyptic sealing of Revelation 7, have the mind of Christ and they know the things that are coming upon the earth to try the earth, the trial of our faith, the trial that, that is to try us, that northern army sent among them that thou mayest know them and try their ways. God's going to try us. Our metal will be tried as by fire, whether it's gold, silver, or whether it's wood, hay, or stubble. The fire will show up, will, will literally manifest the true, those that serve God versus those that do not serve God, the righteous, from the wicked, the holy, from the profane, will know it in that day. Oh, that they will rise, that they would consider their latter end. Search you out the book and read, not one of these things shall fail. That very few want to see the judgment hand of God, where God's judgments are in this world, men will learn righteousness, the true God and eternal life. If the Lord has bore witness with your spirit, then contact us. We'd like to work with you. God literally, literally bringing his body together now in one Lord that had one faith. We need to hear from you work so we can work together there in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God into a burning man. There we have there. You can uh, email me at sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. That's my email. Sealinggodspeople at dennisbeard.org. Email me. I'll get right back to you. We can meet and work together. You can also reach us there at dennisbeard.org, sailinggodspeople.org, sailinggodspeople.com, jcic.tv, or download our app for our daily podcast, Sailing God's People. Well, we're praying for each one of you, each of us, that we all will be presented blameless that God will perfect that which is lacking in every one of us, that we all may be presented blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ in both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.